Hello, everybody. Listen, today you need to make sure that you're a part of this conversation. The reason why is because one of the things that I love being a father um, of two handsome, strong uh, boys is making sure that they understand finance. And sometimes it can be a very difficult task of trying to be able to teach your child these contexts of fundamentals when it comes to money. But today I have someone on, I have a gentleman on that I believe is going to help give us some very great insight on not only the need of being able to do it, but how to be able to do it effectively. So I want you to make sure that you do me a favor, share this with every parent you know um, and every person that wants to be a parent so we can be able to learn how we can help prepare the next generation. If you're ready, let's dive in. I remember when I was first looking at starting my podcast, one of the things that I was looking for was a cost efficient place that I can be able to do what I was dreaming and doing. With Anchor, I found that. I found a free platform that can be able to give me the tools to make sure that my podcast sound good from edits to music to different other things, variety of things that can be able to assist me to make sure that I had a professional sound podcast. But then also one of the things I found that I loved uh, when I started to use Anchor was they have various of different places that they are able to distribute my podcast from professional places like Spotify or Apple Podcasts and many, many more. Now, with this, the thing that I'm I love to do is because I might not do it in my house or might need to do it in my car. So I'm able to use record on my cell phone. I'm able to record on my tablet or even my computer. So for you to be able to do this as the podcaster, you need to make sure that you download the app to your phone, to your tablet. You can do it on an Android or on an Apple product. But also, if you want to be able to access it on your computer, you have to go to anchor.fm to get started. Now, anchor is A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. Welcome to the team. Hello and welcome to the Focus on Greatness podcast. I am your host, Haim Roche, and on this platform, we highlight ways where men can be able to experience greatness in their everyday lives. And today's conversation, I believe personally, is one of those things where as a father, I want to make sure I understand this context of what we're going to talk about today. Um, but before we dive into this conversation, I want to make sure if you are a person that is watching this live or for the very first time listening to this podcast, make sure that you subscribe. You can do it on Google, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor. Um, for those that are watching on YouTube, you can be able to make sure that you subscribe as well and continue to follow me. And what those that are watching on Twitch, please make sure also that you are following and subscribed to the podcast. Also, I want to make sure as we're on, because this is a conversation that I am telling you, you don't want to miss and you don't want your friends to miss. Um, and we want to make sure that we are well educated. So do me a favor, share, like, and follow. Make sure that we are able to get this out to as many people as possible, 
because these type of conversations that we have like this is vitally important. I believe it's vitally important, not only for us, but also for the next generation. And one of the things with me that I realize and understand is the importance of what we are pouring into the net. So let's get in. I'm so very, very excited about this person that we're about to have in this conversation that we're about to have. So do me a favor, put your hands together. I want, if you're driving in your car, tap the top of your steering wheel. I want you to show some love in every form of fashion for my guest on today. David, how you doing, sir? So great. Thanks so much, Hiram. And yes, I feel the same way about this stuff. So I am super excited to be here today. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, do me a favor um, for the listening audience. Introduce yourself, uh, kind of let them know a little bit about you before we dive into the conversation. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm a dad as well, and that's really what got me into all this. So um, as a young as a young child, I was always into finance. So I was reading finance books when I was 10 and 11 and investing. And I've always been a, a bit of an entrepreneur and, and in that whole world. But then as a dad, looking at you know, my, my young boys, thinking, well, what do I want to teach them? What do I want to pass on? And what have I learned over the years? Mm -hmm. Realizing that, okay, they, they're not into it like I'm into it. Just like most people aren't into it. Right, so, right. So how do I how do I sort of put this in a way that makes sense? And also, how do I help them along? And mm -hmm. and that's how I started slowly finding myself being drawn into this. It wasn't it wasn't uh, something I planned on, mm -hmm. but just in sort of putting things down. What do I want to talk to my kids? How do I want to talk to them about money and finance? And as they're getting older, what books do I want to read to them? And where do I want to teach them things? And yeah, and it's and it's funny. I think this is why you're mentioning this, and that's why it's so important. And why I've been drawn into it, it's not something we talk about a lot. It's it's sort of this taboo. We don't, yeah. we just don't bring it up and and that's a problem. So then we get older and then try to teach it to our kids, but we were never taught it, so. Right, right. And, and that's really the importance of why we wanted to make sure that we had this conversation, you know, um, is because we wanna kind of take the moment of being able to break, break that cycle and so, you know, and a lot of that is, you know, what we're going to talk about today is making sure that they are prepared. And the way that we make sure that they're prepared is having these, having ways to be able to allow them to understand it. Um, and so I'm, I'm, again, I'm grateful, Dave, that you, David, that you're on. And, um, and I'm also grateful that you took the time and helped a lot of us as parents. I'll say it that way. Uh, you took the time helping us in writing this book, The Golden Quest. And I believe that this is a, a book that is going to be life-changing for a lot of parents, as well as for a lot of kids. Um, tell me, how did this come up? Like, how? what made you actually want to put it in a book form? So that's exactly it. It started with just, how do I teach these boys? And just like anyone, you start talking about finance and money mm -hmm. and math and and it's hard to package in a way that people like. So I was just putting down notes. And in that process, started this, this whole idea started just slowly building. I was watching my boys reading graphic novels, reading these stories. And I thought, how about we put this whole thing into this just fun adventure? Because mm. what I realized is a lot of the stuff, the reason it's so... 
I think it's it, it's so misunderstood is when we think of it, mm-hmm. we think of math, we think of charts, we think of lectures, yeah. we think of like doing these, you know, not buying something mm-hmm. and right. like all this. Right. Pain. It, there's nothing fun about it. But being immersed in this for the last, you know, 30 plus years, I've realized it actually isn't any of those things. It's mm. a lot of it is a few sound habits. And then even more importantly, just a, a good mindset and a, and a sort of a positive relationship with money. Yeah. That, that is, that's really what we want to teach our kids and ourselves. So all the math, all the other stuff doesn't need to be there. So I can tell this in a story, in yeah. a parable, in an adventure and make it fun. And, and part of this, what, what I actually surprisingly really like is some kids won't even read the words. They're just flipping through the book, flipping through the pages. <laughs> and you know, that's great. As long as they're engaged right. and it's yeah. fun and they're, yeah. they're learning. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't need it to be a boring lecture. And mm-hmm. that's, what's so amazing with this. Yeah, no, I love that. I love that. Now I want to do, I want to take some time, I guess, and back up just a tad. And um, you made a statement in reference to you as younger you've always kind of been this entrepreneurial type person. Um, And so even just to get into this whole field of where you are now of helping, you know, your children and generations to come, I would even say in in reference to, you know, having a fun way of being able to communicate about money. How did this start with you? Like even as a child, like were you raised in this type of form where you learned some of these, these principles that you're teaching, or was this some things that you, developed as you go as you grew yeah it's funny so it's one of those things where at the time i didn't realize what i was learning Mm. so so my my family my dad he was uh like a blue collar worker commercial diver Mm -hmm. worked hard didn't love his job and just grounded out and so he wasn't teaching me about money and finance and how to invest and mm-hmm. how, how money could help help achieve these other things and be used as a tool. Yeah, he was working, he was working for a living and not liking it. And mm. I didn't realize how much that was a lesson at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, there's got to be a different way. And right. so what I found is, for me, I didn't want that I didn't it's not that I didn't want to work It's that I didn't mm-hmm. want to do something I hated and just f- feel like I was stuck. Yeah. And so I'd look around at other people. How are other people doing? And what are some other things? Reading books. And once I started realizing that money could make money, mm-hmm. that's probably where it really turned for me. And and even young <laughs> kids. I mean, I was young when I figured that out. Even interest in a bank account. You put, you know, $10 right. in and you get a penny. That felt like a lot for a young kid. It was free money. Right. <laughs> and so I thought, why wouldn't everyone want free money? And... This seems a lot easier. And that's how I sort of got drawn into it Mm. and and started, you know, reading the books and always into investing and saw it as a different path. And it's funny, I I really saw it as not what I could buy with money, but Mm. what freedom it could generate for me. Mm. I like that. I like that. I like that. Not what I could buy with money, but the freedom that it would generate. I like that. So Dave, so then, so you're, you're now, um, raised, I would say you've, you've came to a different mindset. You, you kind of 
work to progress to to be able to start understanding the context of money. Um, but now you became a father. Yes. And so how did that now with you being in the type of, you know, raised the way that you said that you were raised, what was a determination for you um, when you first became a father, when it came a reference to, you know, finance, was it automatically where it was like, I need to make sure that they understand the concept of money or was it kind of like it, it took time and then you was like, yeah, I want to make sure that they understand this concept so that they can be able to know how money works, know how to increase it and those type of things. It sort of took time because I didn't, because I was in it, I didn't Ooh. realize that my perspective was so different. Mm. So if you if you look out there right now, everything, you've sort of got different ends of the spectrum, but one right. end that that's really common is this whole gig economy, hustling, you know, making more, doing right. all these things so you could have more. And it's just really driven towards what can you do to make more money? Yeah. And then what ridiculous risks can you take to make even more money? Yeah. And it's all this, just this big driven path. And that, that never resonated with me as much because there's, it's it doesn't have to be that hard and even the gig economy i mean traditionally mm -hmm. money making money isn't a new concept you can you know invest in the stock market you can invest in real estate you can invest in businesses mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you don't need you know some sort of side hustle right to make it or even just your regular job you're saving you're saving that's that's yeah. money right so with my kids i was realizing like when it at first, what I really want to do with them, like most parents, is how do I teach these guys to save? Okay. You know, okay. I think that's that's where we all sort of come at is they just want everything. Yeah. <laughs> how yes. do I put the brakes on <laughs> and teach them, hey, why don't we not buy this, save mm -hmm. that money, or maybe, you know, this is really expensive. Why don't we not get this? Or, or just sort of introduce that idea mm -hmm. and... And it was in introducing that idea that I realized that that lesson itself mm. is part of the problem. Mm. Wow. Keep, no, keep going. Yeah. I want to hear I, that. I watch it, yeah. So, so what, well, what's happening is this whole idea of saving, it's built around the concept of save so you can buy more stuff save so you can buy something even more expensive or save up for that thing you really want. And that then leads to us as adults and all we're doing is looking for the next thing to buy, the next thing to buy, and we're saving to buy that next thing. And so that's when I realized that that's not actually what I wanted to teach them at all. Mm. Not that saving's bad, but that wasn't a lesson I wanted to teach. The yeah. lesson I want to teach is what's really important to you. So for me, I was looking at money as freedom. I was I knew what I wanted, yeah. but everybody has different things, what that thing is that's important to them. But we get used to just thinking rather than what's important to you, what's important to you, Hiram, what's important yeah. to your kids. Right. What are you going to buy next? If I gave you more money, what would you buy? And we're right. thinking, what are we going to get? What are we going to buy? Rather yeah. than what's really important. And that's, that's the, the key lesson that mm -hmm. I realized I've got to change this. I've got to change this up and, and change the way I'm teaching my kids about money. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I like that. I like, because again, 
it is true. A lot of people, when we talk about money, the first thing that we look at is the aspect of saving. But majority of people are not saving for the purpose of future, like, you know, retirement, uh, ways of being able to, you know, those type of things. You have a lot of people that are saving to get. So I'm, I'm saving to buy my next car. I'm saving to buy whatever, clothes or shoes, those type of things. So I can be able to have that. And so, um, so yeah, that is true. And changing that mentality to understand that really we're not, pos- we're not in some sense, let's not save for the items, um, but let's learn how to be able to take this money that we have to build for freedom. And being able to have that financial freedom. Um, yes. So, yeah. If if freedom is what's important to you. So everyone's wow. got different things. So freedom might not be your number one. Mm. It might be, you know, traveling. It might be, you know, giving to the community. It could yeah. be, you know, helping with the health of a grandchild. There's a million different things yeah. that it could be. The trick is just the awareness that where you spend your money yeah is usually not what's important to you so i'm just trying to create that awareness and so it was interesting with that i realized like with my young boys Mm -hmm. as as important as it is to to teach to save what i started doing especially when they're really young and i found this is sort of where the the whole thing begins in terms of the lessons we need to teach them. Mm-hmm. I just started t- talking to them about money and not money like, hey, here's the stock market and here's a bond <laughs> and let me talk right. to you about leverage. Right. But that ice cream cone I bought you, this is how much it cost. Mm. And, you know, this trip we're doing, this is how much maybe the flight costs or this is how much this meal costs or yeah. that toy. And when they're really young, because I didn't know how to teach them this because they couldn't count. They didn't know math. They didn't know numbers. Right. They were young. Yeah. But I found that lesson, it wasn't dollar amounts that made a difference. And mm-hmm. it's not dollar amounts that make a difference for us as adults. Right. It's sort of purchasing power. What could I buy instead? What What's the value of this mm-hmm. if I put it into terms? So if I'm looking at an ice cream cone, I could say that's, you know, five chocolate bars. Right. Or if they're right. looking at, you know, at they wanted to go, you know, go to the movies. Okay, that that's you could do that, or have a small Lego set. Like these mm. these things are, I like you know, the, the same price. And then, yeah. then in their minds, all of a sudden, it shifts from autopilot of I want to making a choice. Mm. And it's that choice that is really what we're trying to teach when we're talking about saving. It's not yeah. that we want people to save be aware you're making a choice. If you spend that money, you're choosing one thing over another. I like and, that. Yeah. No, I like that because that that does change a major dynamic. Um, you know, surely when, like you're saying, surely when you have a, a young child uh, that at this point of time might not understand the calculations of, of math and, you know, those type of things. And even, I, I would even dare to say, even if they did, they still don't understand the concept of, of how money per se works. So when you look at, when you put it into a place where their understanding is spending, 
I mean, as a, as a child, they, they, they don't have the bills and all the other pieces that we're looking at. So in their mind, you know, uh, I want this toy or I want this snack or I want to go do and I want to go buy. So they're just looking at the like you saying, per se, the buying power, but they're not seeing the 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 OK, if I buy this, I'm spending X, Y and Z, but I could probably get two or three of these items with the same type of money. And so having a clear understanding of that, I think does change. It starts to really get their minds to working. And I like that. I like that angle of being able to do that. So y'all parents that are watching and that are listening, he had already dropped a great tool. And so uh, we, that we can be able to start changing how we think or more so how our children thinks about money. And being very honest, it might be also some of us looking, standing back and being able to say, okay, instead of me buying these shoes or instead of me going to purchase this, I could probably buy two to three other things with that um, and being able to now make that money more effective instead of just wasting in some sense, wasting our money um, on things that really hold no value or long lasting value for our lives. So um, so I love that. I love that. So what would you recommend for a parent? And then we're going to dive per se um, more into your book. But what would you recommend for a parent? to say, as a starting point, this is where you probably want to start at. Would you, would it be what we just talked about or would you start them somewhere else? Talking about money, 100%. Okay. And, and that's the thing. So, so that whole conversation, it shifts everything. And it starts when we're young, but we see it as adults. Mm -hmm. And so I talk about this concept of only buy the awesome stuff. And so Ooh. it's that idea of what is your awesome stuff? Right. And kids can get it, but adults can get it too. And when you only really start knowing where to spend your money, when you know what your awesome stuff is. Yeah. So what yeah. lights you up? What brings you joy? Is it that ice cream? Is it the shoes? And the whole thing is there's no right or wrong answer. For mm -hmm. some people, it will be those things. Right. For others, it won't. But what happens is we just see stuff around us and we want it. Yes. <laughs> it might not be the thing that's going to make us really happy or bring us that joy. Right. And But we don't think to question it. We just, oh, I want that. I want that. I want that. What do you want right now? What are you going to buy? Yeah. And so this just shifts it. So then even with those young kids, so that first sort of lesson, that seed is, this is how much things cost. This is what you could buy instead. So mm -hmm. then you can quickly then go to the next lesson when they're looking at something dad, I want this, you know, I want that chocolate bar. Come on, or I'm at the grocery store. Look at this toy. And they're bugging. And all they do is right. just in their game, the more they plead, they're hoping to just break us down and they're going to get it right. or they're not. But all they know is maybe I can get this. Yeah. But by talking about money, then the conversation can change. Hey, is this your awesome stuff? Yeah. And then that same child Rather than saying, I want this, they can look at it, they can hold it in their hand. And even at two, even at three, mm. they know, is this something I really want? That's going to like, is it going to make me happy? Or is this like the 20 other little toy cars at home, I have at home that are, right. you know, <laughs> under the bed or in the backyard and I'm not even playing with. And then they'll sit there and sit on it. And then whether they buy it or not, they reflect it on, is this something I really want? Right. 
And then if they put it down, instead of having this feeling of lack and there's something I want, no, they made a choice. They don't want that. That's not what makes them happy. Yeah. So they're not feeling this desire for more or the stretch for more. If I could only have this, mm-hmm. they've made a choice of what they really want. And it wasn't that. Yeah. Yeah. And so even as parents, we can sort of think along those lines. So, you know, what is your awesome stuff yeah. and think on it. And so if I asked you like Hiram, what's your awesome stuff? Mm-hmm. It puts people on the spot. And usually it's funny. The reaction you usually get is what they're thinking they want to buy next. Yep. But it's actually not their awesome stuff. If they really sit on it, there's something that's really important to them that they've always wanted to do, always wanted to have, yeah. or that's really important to them. Or, you know, if I could only do this again, that's their awesome stuff. So as soon as you reframe it, mm. all of a sudden all your spending, if you look under it under that lens, it just shifts. It just shifts that whole dynamic from never having enough yeah. to what's really important to you. Right. I, I'm telling you, Dave, this is this is helping um, me personally. Um, but but it's it's such a great context because I'm thinking while you're talking, I'm thinking about, yes, all the toys, the many toys and the many things that I have bought my, you know, bought my sons, um, you know, because they saw a commercial or they saw their friends have, it, but they really didn't even like it like that. And, you know, it was probably, it probably was lost the next two days after we purchased it. Um, you know, and even with myself purchasing things just because I saw it or just because it looked good or, you know, those type of things. But like you said, it wasn't what I actually value. It wasn't the thing that, like you're saying, my awesome, my awesome thing. It wasn't that major thing. And I think all of us listening, watching, I think all of us do need to probably sit back, sit back and and, and, and think about what is that awesome thing for you? What is that thing that you actually want to do? Or what is the thing that you want, that you're wanting to actually achieve? You know, what is the thing, people that you're actually wanting to impact? And then I think that starts, like you said, it starts to really make us think, okay, is this worth the buy? You know, is this, you know, is this worth me putting my money into this or should I hold it so I can be able to put it into what I'm actually valuing? What I'm actually saying is my thing for me. Um, so I'm, I'm loving this. You're going to make me sit down today and, and, and write down what my awesome thing is so I can know, okay, this is what I need to be focusing on so I can know where I'm trying to go. I love this. I love this. Yeah. So keep going, keep going. This yeah. Is well, it, and that's what gets so exciting. So you know, when they're young kids, yeah, it's going to be probably simpler. Like I, I really like ice cream or I really like going to the movies or I really like the zoo or I yeah. really like dolls. It's going to be a little bit simpler. Mm-hmm. But then as they start getting older, it doesn't take long for them to start really realizing, oh, you know what I had the most fun is when we all went to the beach. Let's just go to the beach. Yeah. That's what I yeah. want to do. Yeah. Or you know, I look at my whole room and it's full of stuff. But what I really like, I just like this one stuffy because my grandma got it for me when we were here and it brings back this memory. That's all I need. Mm -hmm. And so they start making those decisions. And so even as you were talking, that's where it then expands as well, where it stops being stuff. So then you think, okay, is it time with my family? Well, if it's time with my family, how do I create that? 
is my job allowing that? Is my spending allowing that? Or are there ways I could restructure things to create mm. more time? Right. Or right. if it's travel or whatever it might be. Because the thing is, money really allows us to do a lot more than buy things. It gives us a lot of these freedoms. Yeah. And if we're aware of it, then we can start using it to navigate towards what we really want to be doing. Yeah. Um, and then yeah. that 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 story and knowing that, really knowing that, the rest becomes easier. So if you knew, okay, this is what you really want, this is the impact I want to create, or this is the time I want to create, or this is where I want to spend my money, it's a much easier conversation then to say, okay, well, now let's look at your money. If you mm -hmm. put this little bit of here, you have some good habits, it can grow to X. Yeah. And that's easier. Whereas if I just said, Hiram, don't buy those shoes. You'd be like, David, get out of here. Don't buy those <laughs> shoes. What are you talking about? And, and that's the thing. It's just changing the conversation. Yeah. Because it makes it all the rest. The habits start falling into place once we're really clear on the why. I like that. I like that. And, and, and that's really what I was thinking about was it sounds like what you're we're basically what we're setting up a thought process a mindset in our children as well as within us where the decisions that we're making is based upon where we're trying to go what we're trying to achieve um and sometimes we can look at that only for a business but it's life you know like you said is is what you're trying to go after being able to spend more time with your family then what do you need what does that look like for you um, and then creating or setting that habit to where it allows you to get closer and closer to being able to do those things. And so I love I love that thought process um, because, you know, again, I think if we don't have that focal point, we are just spending. We don't have a we don't have a goal. We don't have an objective. We don't have something that we're actually focused on. So we're just living life in some sense, you know. And and we get to a point where, you know, I think you were talking about a reference to even with your dad, where it was like, doesn't like the job, but I, I'ma just I'ma just grind it out anyway. And I'll just, you know, go because I know I still gotta provide and you know, those type of things. Um, and so we don't we don't have those moments like what you're talking about. Your focal point was just being able to have freedom. And so you, you, your goal was to get to that point and you set up goals or habits and different pieces, thought process to help you get there. Um, and so I think that this is, this is great. And for those that are listening, I hope that this is helping you starting to make you think, cause I'm sitting here listening to David and I'm like, okay, I gotta, I, I gotta make sure I'm more focused. <laughs> I gotta make sure that I'm, I'm, I'm not just with me, but again, with my family, with my boys making sure that they're starting to think and getting to that process, like you said, with small habits. Hey, do you like, you know, what do you like doing? Yours is the games or, uh, you know, like my, both of my boys, they, they love Fortnite. We love playing, you know, for, so it's like, okay, it's a, that's a, that's a very expensive context because it's every now is like a new skin. It's a new person. It's a new, you know, but right now that's what they're focused on. That's their joy. That's their peace. So it's like, I can utilize that as a form of, well, let's create, let's start thinking about when you get some money, let's put some money aside so we can then buy this and we can then get that, you know, though 
and creating that thought process. So this is helping me out, David. If nobody else is, is getting nothing, which I'm, I know they are, but if nobody else is grabbing nothing, I'm learning over here in this conversation. That's all. That's awesome. That's that's what I want to hear. Yeah. Just because that that shift, that's the seed. And the problem with when we talk about money mm-hmm. is we don't come at it from that angle. We come from the other angle of how do we get more to buy more? Right. Everything around money is how do we make it? How do we save it? How do we invest it? How does it grow? How do I just have more money? Because yeah. I want to buy more. And by coming from this angle, that's that's the first step. Because without that, I mean, we all know those people mm-hmm. with way more money than they know what to do with. And still, there's one more thing they need. Yeah. And their focus, they might be telling you they want to spend that time with the family, but it's not. It's just they need a little bit more to buy a little bit more. And then, and then finally, right, they can spend right. that time. And it's because they haven't done the first step first. Once once you know where you're, where you're going, mm-hmm. that then we can start looking at the rest. And what's really great about that is the rest isn't tricky. So the rest, when we think of money and finance, Mm. when I said it doesn't need math, it doesn't need math. It doesn't need, you don't really need to know about finance or investing or stock markets. You don't need to know about this because we have tools. We have, you know, advisors, people that take your money or you could just put it in, you know, the entire stock market. Mm -hmm. There's very easy ways without actually knowing the details. Right, right. To to go down that path. Really, it's just the habit. It's the habit of saving and investing it somewhere. Yeah. And it's as simple as that. You don't need to read any more books. You don't need to know anything else about the market or macroeconomics or what's going on. It's the habit and that small habit of saving and letting your money grow, that's going to have the impact. But that habit can't come until you know which direction you're going in the first place. Yeah, yeah. So after we set our direction, after we have now set our direction of where we want to go, um, and that's basically, like you said, that's your first step. After we've now set this first step, um, what would be, what would you say now are the next couple steps that we need to start doing? Um, and that I know you were talking about in your book, but <laughs> what are the next couple steps that we're doing? Because again, this is something, even though I know that this is a book for the next generation, it's helping everybody. Because like we talked about in the entry, everybody wasn't taught these principles. So, you know, so a lot of us are coming from the other angle and what you're teaching today is giving us a whole new perspective. So now again, if this is not, I need to know what's my next steps that I need to be doing. So the next step, I mean, the thing is, is we all know the next step. The next step is you save and you invest and that money grows. Mm, Okay. It's just, we find that hard to do. So the Mm. trick is save before we spend anything. So you hear that, hear that, like in the book, I call it always save first, or you hear pay yourself first, or, you know, have your money automatically to, you know, withdrawn from your paycheck or have it go into an investment. If that money is gone before we even have a chance to spend it, we forget about it. Yeah, that's true. So we forget about it and we get very used to it. Like you think back to a day, you know, a few years back where you were making less, Right, right. <laughs> what, 
you weren't saving any more now, you're, or you're not saving any more today than than you would be because you just feel that gap. As you make yeah. more, you just feel it. We automatically feel it, and we don't even know what we fill it with. Yeah. So by taking it off the table and just saving first, it is easily forgotten, and then it does it does its magic, mm-hmm. and then where we spend the the remainder doesn't really matter because we've at least taken care of that growth. Okay. Now we all sort of know that and we've heard of compound growth and we know these concepts. The mm-hmm. problem is we don't really, it's very hard for us to imagine how, how big an impact that compound growth has. Okay. And so in the book, so I talk about always saving first and investing, but then mm-hmm. I try to illustrate a bit of that impact because that impact makes the habit easy. Yeah. We all know the habit. We just don't want to do it. <laughs> right. We don't want to <laughs> do the habit. Yeah. But to, but to give you an idea, like if I'm using very just broad numbers, I like this one because it gives you an idea of how important just saving today, mm-hmm. how big a difference that'll make than waiting, say, seven years. So if you started saving today, say, a thousand a month or a thousand a year, whatever number feels mm-hmm. right for you, and you invested it in the stock market right now, in the, the market's average about 10%. So if we're again going with just average numbers mm-hmm. and that money you put away made 10%. So $1,000 in one year would make $100. It doesn't feel like a lot and it starts slow. But if right. you just if you started doing that today, so you did 1,000 this year, 1,000 next year, 1,000 the next year, and you did this for seven years mm-hmm. and it was investing and growing. And then I came along and I said, I'm going to start doing this. I showed up seven years later, so I'm going to start. You stop. You just do it for seven years and you're like, I'm done. I'm not doing anymore. I save for seven years. I'm not saving anymore. So I come along in seven years and I start saving every year for seven years, then the next seven years. And I keep putting $1,000 in. How many years would I have to keep putting $1,000 in every year to catch up to you when you stopped? How many Ooh. years would I have to go? And I mean, you could hazard a guess. I mean, how many years do you think I'd have to keep just starting seven years later? How many years would I have to keep going to catch up? Man, one in my mind, you're <laughs> you're saying catch up. <laughs> so it's almost it, it, it initially is like you're catching up. But um, what I'm saying, what, probably another, you're talking about probably another 14 you're talking about 14 years, probably. I'm just yeah, and, and we think that. And I mean, that sounds reasonable. Right. The way compound interest works, I would never catch up. Wow. You investing for seven years, within that first seven years, your money is already contributing that that $1,000 every year for you. So I come in seven years later, I'll never catch up. Wow. You don't have to put in another cent and I'll still never catch up. Wow. Wow. That is the power of compound. That is very powerful. Yeah. So and that's just I, and that's just seven sorry to interrupt. That's just seven years. Compound right. gets more powerful with more time. Yeah. So that's a short period and still you can see that power. No, that's yeah, no, that's powerful. So for the person that's listening, I want to make sure you under, you get an understanding. 
it's not per se are you doing a thousand dollars a month literally what david just said is a thousand dollars a year this, this was the, the the analogy that he used which is basically less than less than a hundred dollars a month really so when we get down to um when we get down to it for me what it's also what he's saying also is it's just the process of starting to invest and understanding that what comes after that this compound would literally impact your life even if you only even if you only did it for seven years exactly if you do it for seven years right and you're getting that average 10 percent, which again i can't promise that but that's just what we've been averaging and using round numbers maybe it'll be eight years maybe it'll be nine years but somewhere in that time frame your money then just starts spinning that out automatically so you don't i mean it'd be great if you kept going but just that seven years you do seven years and you stop your money is doing the work for you and yeah. continues contributing that thousand dollars every year for you yeah yeah i love this i love this so we're going to number one set our value set what we actually what is our focal point or what is our value what is the thing that we're focusing on um again it doesn't have to be you know the big how it, it can be i want to spend more time with my family which is one of my personal things um you know or whatever that thing is then we move from that after we have an eye a focus then we move to step two which you said is now it's saving and investing um being able to save our money and understand the context of investing now we're talking about the power that comes behind you now investing um, and how literally your compound interest is going to put you into a beautiful spiral. I'll use it that way. A beautiful spiral that happens that this momentum is growing your money in this machine, I will call investment. <laughs> um, and, exactly. uh, with, huh? Go ahead. I'm sorry, Dave. Well, and, that's, and that's the thing is you didn't you don't need to know the details you don't need right. to know all this other stuff it doesn't have to be complicated it's right. just the habit you start yeah. that habit you start that habit today so again what's really exciting is talking to young kids about this mm -hmm. because if i could go back in time i mean that's where that's where the magic is but the kids are already back in time so right. you think of your 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 boys is it two boys you have yes sir yeah mm -hmm. so you think of your boys you know, they get their first job in their early 20s or their late teens, and they just take a little bit and put it away. That money over time will grow so fast that the rest will take care of itself. That same 10%, that means that your money doubles almost, almost every seven years. And again, that sounds okay. But if you think of that same thousand, that thousand goes to two in seven years. But that means in 14, that's now four. In 21, that's eight. And it just grows faster and faster. So if you think your entire net worth, if it was invested, would double in just seven years, that's that's a lot of money. That's a, that is. <laughs> that is a lot of money. So what we all need to make sure is, one, one thing that I want to make sure that everyone does is go get this book. <laughs> this, um, because these these principles, or I would even dare to even say, 
these mind, this mindset, this mindset helps us to be able to change not only our lives, but it's also helping us to change our children's lives um, or people that you speak into. Really, the reality is, is with this type of mindset, it changes how you look at money. And when you look at money different, just like I know you do, Dave, you you communicate to people differently about it. So when people are talking to you about it, I know that you're sharing these principles on a normal day to day with people because it just comes up in conversation because this is this is what you're doing. This is the thing that you're practicing right now. So for all of those that are listening or watching, I need you to make sure that you get this book and learn these principles and and start allowing your own thought process to start shifting and changing so you can start seeing this momentum of change. Um, in reference to with your money and in being able to then do the things that you're saying that you want to focus on, creating the right type of habits when it comes in reference to how we're dealing with our money and allowing it to be able to do, as you said, let your money make money for you. Um, and, and again, just putting it into this system that works by itself. Um, so so this is again, this is so so good and so very, very helpful. Um, I, I, I feel like I want to make sure that you talk to the person that they might feel that as simple as this sounds, it might not work for them. What would you say to that person? <laughs> it's it's the, the habit. You need to start the habit. So just like anything, as you begin the habit, it's going to be tricky. So the clear, that's why that's not the first step. The yeah. clearer you are on the why, because it's just like anything. If you, if you want it enough, if you, like, if I told you, you know, to get that new car, you know, do this, start this habit. Mm -hmm. Some people might, some people won't, but it, that why might, it's probably not strong enough. Yeah. Yeah. But if you knew, if you knew, mm. t you know, tomorrow you needed, you know, your son wanted to go to college or school and you need that money now, or mm. you could create that dream for the, for them or whatever that, that thing is for you. Mm -hmm. If that why is, is big enough, strong enough, it's the habits easy. Yeah. It's yeah. that what's happening is it's not, we're buying things or we're wanting the money, we're wanting the money for things that don't light us up enough or get us excited enough to mm -hmm. really, to really make that difference yeah. and start making those changes. Yeah. So, so that's, that's one, that's the first thing I'd say, <laughs> as far as the science behind it, I yeah. mean, it's anyone with, with money and wealth. I mean, we, we all know entertainers or athletes or people who have made lots of money mm -hmm. and they'd go bankrupt. Yeah. So That's the true. earning, there's no guarantee on the earning. The earning is not going to create this wealth for you. Mm -hmm. The people who create and keep wealth, they're investing. And and you can't you can't show me examples where that's not the case. Right. Right. No, that's truthful. That is truthful. That is truthful. Um that yeah, that is truthful. <laughs> I don't I, I I there are people that we again like you stated, there are people that when we're talking about making money, 
there are people that do make a lot of money. Um, you know, sometimes I think about, you know, we, we hear about sports players, you know, that when they finally retire um, from playing, you know, playing either basketball, football, whatever that sport is, then they, they're, they're broke. They, you know, eventually they, they run out of money and different things like that. And people sit back and like, how does that happen? This person was making all these thousands and millions of dollars. And now how do you end up? But it's that system of what you're saying. The, the habit was they were not, they were making money and they might've bought, you know, all the cars and all the houses and, you know, all of those things, but they were not investing it. So they didn't have something that was helping make money for them while they were doing what they're doing. And so what David is helping us, no matter what your level of income is, the habit and the principle still works. You know, the this principle of what he's teaching us today works no matter what your level of income is. So let's all take the time. Again, like I said, I'm I'm personally doing all of these steps that that you're that you're teaching us today. Um, but let's sit back and take the time and say, this is what my why is. This is why I want this, or this is why this is my why. So then we can start creating the habits to help us being able to go after and to be able to really be effective with our finances. Um, and then being able to now let's take some time and look into where I want to save. I'm going to put a couple dollars aside every month, every paycheck. But then I need to look in what where where do I want to invest this? When when we talk about investments, I do want to ask you this, Dave, what would be not per se recommending specific and type of investments? But when you look at investments, what is your recommendation on how people need to find their their the, what they want to invest in? So that's where I mean, if you love this kind of stuff and you want to read the books and you <laughs> want to watch and you want to be absorbed in it, you can go in and get into the details, pick stocks, mm -hmm. pick funds, get into Bitcoin. You can do those things, okay. but the simplest way, and this is what I talk about in the book and for kids as well, most people don't want to even think about it. Right. They don't, they don't care where they're invested. They don't care how they're invested. They just <laughs> want to know that someone's looking after it. Yeah. And, and it's, it's being monitored and it's making money. Mm -hmm. So go to a financial advisor and they've got them at banks. They've got independent ones. You can meet the people and then make sure you resonate with the person as well. I mean, it's just like anything. You talk to the person, tell them, tell them what your risk is, tell them what you're thinking, tell them what your, what you, your goals are mm -hmm. and, and see if, if they're on board. But that's, that's an easy way to go. Cause what they'll do is they'll take your money and then every month they'll take your paycheck and they'll just automatically invest it. You don't have to watch the ups and downs. You don't have to watch the markets. Yeah. And and typically, I mean, what they'll probably do is create a balanced portfolio that's going to be mostly stock market, maybe some little securities, mm -hmm. average out that, say, 7% or, or something in that range, mm -hmm. or put some index funds in the, in the stock market. Like it, to me, this stuff sounds like I get it. Right. <laughs> I can see right. how you're hiring. You're like, I don't know what you're talking about, Dave. And that doesn't <laughs> matter. You don't need that. You just right. need to... Right. Find the person. That's the thing. It's just like anything. Like if you get a if, if there's a leak in your sink, you call a plumber. You don't need to know yep. the details. You just right. find the person. Here's my money. This is what I want to do. The habit of you saving, and that's what I think I found 
when I so I so I mentioned at the beginning that I started getting mm-hmm. into this when I was young, like ten, and reading right. these books, and so I really got into the weeds, and overthunk a lot of what I was mm. doing. And looking back, it could have been so much simpler, because yeah. that habit of saving and investing, that habit, is going to have the biggest impact by far. Whether I bought Apple or Google. Mm-hmm. That's irrelevant in the scheme right. of things. The right. habit's what's important. So, so that's why my focus is on that habit. The how you don't. The how is easy. Yeah. The habit's <laughs> what's hard. Yeah. Okay. The, the how is easy, which it is, but the habit is the most difficult piece. I want us to understand this before uh, we go. I, I do have a major question that I want to ask David, but before we move to this question. I want you to understand this. You right now already have a habit. You already have a habit that you have cultivated within yourself. Um, And normally, surely as parents, and I, I pray that you agree with this as well, David, as parents, our habits of how, surely when we're talking about finances, our habits that we set with our finances is the same habits that our children are being taught. A hundred percent. They're, they're mimicking us when right. in everything, right? In everything. So the, the habits that you already have right now, while you're watching this, while you're listening to this, the habits that you have right now, you're already teaching. Even if you've never set your child down and talked about money, even if you've never, you know, did anything in those forms, you've already taught them some habits. What David is recommending to all of us is let's now create some habits that's effective. Let's create some habits within us and within our children that can be able to start now changing a lot of our futures. Um, and yes, take out the time. It is, it is going to take time to build your habit the right way. It is gonna take time to be able to start doing these things, but the initial piece of being able to do it is changing how we think about this. Um, and so, again, is the steps that we have getting right now, your why, understand why you are doing this, and then let's build and change our format from that. Um, so, again, David, this is a teaching lesson for me, um, and this has been truly, truly helping me. And so um, I'm going to start, I'm going to sit down and do my steps and write down my own steps so I can make sure that I'm, I'm doing some of these pieces so I can see my difference happen within me and within my family um, because we want to literally make sure that we are preparing the next generation to be able to have the right financial habits as they go and as they grow. Um, and so, um, so again, thank you for this. I do have one question that I ask every person that comes on, and that is, what's greatness to you? So for me, I, I sat on it a bit because I, I had to think <laughs> on it. I had to think on it. And you know what? It's simple. For mm. me, being aware of your awesome stuff. Mm. Being aware of your awesome stuff. And then then you can pursue it. But what yeah. I find for me... Greatness isn't a destination. The whole idea is it's a journey. Mm. And we're all on this journey, but we need to be going in the right direction. And yeah. if we're in there going in the right direction, that's greatness. Yeah. And the first step in going in the right direction is knowing, just fully knowing and being aware 
what is that awesome stuff for you? What truly lights you up and brings you joy? Yeah, I love that. I love that. I love that. So I want everybody to start being great. Again, this is like David just said, this is our journey. Let's go and find our awesome stuff. Um, and for those that want to uh, connect with David, um, learn more about this book, go into purchase your own book. Um, you can be able to get his information in the description below, because I truly believe that this book is changing lives and is going to continue to change lives because of the wisdom and the insight that he has and that he's giving to us um, that not only you can be able to enjoy, but most importantly for me is your children will be able to have fun uh, with this. And so thank you again, David, for for sacrificing and taking this time and putting this whole beautiful art piece together, I would say it that way, and um, and being able to help impact and inform the next generation and helping some of us as parents to be able to change our mindsets about when it comes to reference to money. Thanks so much for you as well. It's uh, it's been a pleasure and, and sharing with your audience. So thank you, Hiram, and yes, I've really enjoyed this. Thank you. So family, we thank you all. Thank y'all for coming on and watching and being a part of this conversation. And we'll see you next time. Talk to y'all later. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. I pray that this conversation was impactful to you in some form of way. What I want to make sure is that not only are you hearing and learning this information, but that you're taking the time to apply something some nugget, some some piece that you took from this conversation that you can say, I can apply this for my life to be better. I want you to continue to be with me and make sure that you're with me every Monday at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. I love you all. And I'll talk to you next time right here on the Focus on Greatness. Fat